Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Print on Demand cast. Welcome myself back to the Print on Demand cast. It feels like it's been months. It's probably only been a couple of weeks. Travis, you know better than I. Um, but hey, it's good to be back, and it's good to be seeing yeah. you, man. How, how are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's great to have you back, man. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, and I, I mentioned this in one of the episodes, it's a lot easier to do a podcast when you got, you know, a partner, somebody else to kind of banter <laughs> with and go back and forth. Sure. And, uh, I did, I did one week and it was just me talking into a microphone. And, um, I mean, while it was of course, incredible and, you know, incredibly insightful and sounded you know, sultry and, and very all manner <laughs> speaking, uh, it was, you know, <laughs> It just wasn't the same without you, man. So I'm really, really glad you're back. Obviously, um, you know, our audience kind of knows the situation, um, sure. you know, that you were that you were gone before. And, and there's been a lot of, you know, people offering condolences. And, uh, you know, yeah. we've we've had a chance to talk since then. But um, why don't you why don't you kind of share how your family's doing? And uh, I mean, obviously, we're really glad you're back. But why don't you give our, our yeah. listeners some some insight into how the obviously how the past few weeks have been for you and your family? Yeah, well, first, let me start off by saying thank you to all of you who reached out, whether it was a direct message or, a, you know, on the Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for your condolences. Thank you for your thoughts, for your prayers. Um, definitely a, a time when prayers are coveted and uh, they are felt, um, not just by myself, but my whole family. Um, the last couple of weeks have been a whirlwind. I'm still not entirely sure how long it's been since uh, my dad passed away. I think it's been about three weeks, maybe going going on a month. Um, so it's just been a, a whirlwind of, of course, emotions um, and mm-hmm. going back home and being with family and having to officiate and speak at his funeral was one of the hardest things I'll probably ever have to do until I have to speak at my mom's yeah. service. You know, it was super, super, super difficult to have to fulfill that promise to him that a year and a half ago, he asked me, you know, when the time comes, would you be willing to mm-hmm. to do this for me? And I, of course, said yes, but I had in my mind, of obviously thought we had years uh, ahead to discuss what sure. that would look like instead of having to kind of fulfill that promise at a, you know, a year and a half later. So um, my family's good. It comes in waves, of course. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I've said this before, and Travis, you've heard me say this. I, I, I don't like the term new normal in terms of culturally and politically and all the COVID stuff. Like the, that word, that phrase is kind of um, gross to me. But in this mm-hmm. particular instance, um, when you lose a loved one like this, it is a new normal, like life will never be the same. So you now have to figure out how to, I've equated it to, you know, when you're listening to a record and someone lifts the needle, the record's spinning, but the music of course stops. So now it feels like we're trying to figure out how to get the record to play music with the needle being gone. Um, so it's just Mm -hmm. a weird process, you know, it's kind of figuring out what, what that looks like. So, um, overall, all things considered, um, we're doing well. And so thank you for reaching out, Travis. You reached out a couple of times and thank you guys, the listeners for reaching out. It meant a, a lot um, to know mm-hmm. that you guys were praying and thinking of um, my family and myself. So, uh, but I'm excited to, to be back on the show. Cause I think one of the things that helps try to figure out the new rhythm is kind of 
those same routines of what you were doing and getting back into the kind of the, the grind and it kind of helps your mind stay busy and just kind of definitely aids in the the healing and mourning process as well. So it's definitely good to be back uh, on the print on demand yeah. cast. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you. I know, you know, you've been back for, uh, for a few days. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I know, um, I know your partner, Jason was slammed while you were gone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, had a, they had like an order for a conference <laughs> that you guys did. And Turns out it was like the guy. worst possible timing. <laughs> Uh, because yeah. you know, the day that it all happened, the day that my dad passed away, we were, I was finalizing with our rep at TSC, like the inventory that we needed to come in. Cause it was like, it was close to a 600 piece order and all of it, mm-hmm. except for maybe 120 pieces was front and back print. Um, and so mm. it's a lot of volume and I was prepping myself with, okay, I was getting ready for, we're going to burn the midnight oil and I'm, we're going to have to really, you know, just go, you know, balls to the wall for yeah. this one. And then it was this situation of like, okay, so I have to leave. Everything is here. Uh, here's what everything means. Best of luck. I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I did. It was like, man, I, I felt bad to leave them in the lurch like that. But thankfully, you know, Jason and, and our production guy, Theron, were able to knock it out of the park, get it all uh, done, you know, before the deadline. Uh, but they they definitely worked the two printers because they both quit uh, this last week. So one of them just got <laughs> repaired and fixed today, and the other one uh, gave up the ghost uh, today and will be fixed tomorrow. So definitely got worked for sure. <laughs> thank thank God for Epson warranties, right, dude? I'm telling you what, if you're listening and you're like, hey, maybe I'll buy a used Epson, or maybe I won't warranty my Epson, or maybe I won't extend the warranty on my Epson. It's a it's a foolish notion. Don't do it. <laughs> Always re-up the warranty as many times as you can because we've had instances where we were on the fence. Do we, do we not? Do we, do we not? Yeah, pay the extra two grand, whatever it was to extend the warranty. And literally two weeks later, the print had quit. So had we not wow. extended the warranty, we would have paid more than two grand because we'd have to pay two grand yeah. for the print head and then the tax time. So it's a worthwhile investment have it even if nothing goes wrong just consider yourself lucky but it's definitely worth yeah. worth having um for as long as you possibly can yeah that's that's very very good advice very good yeah. advice so um so last couple of weeks we've had uh we had a guest we did a rerun yeah. we did a I mean a solo show uh but this week um we're going to we're going to go the guest route again we're going to we have are. our re a reoccurring <laughs> guest. He's, he's like the reoccurring the, character on, the sit- on, on a sitcom. Like the, he walks in and everyone applauds because <laughs> they know, like, hey, it's Mike. Mike is here again, and the, the applause <laughs> sign clicks on. So uh, that's yeah. We're I'm excited to and and thank you uh, if you, if you're listening and um, you haven't figured it out by now, Mike Perillo is our guest again this week talking about um, mm-hmm. pay per click and, and different advertising. Um, avenues on the different platforms and stuff that's free but thank you to mike for pinch hitting for us because it was you were just having a conversation with him and then we're like what are we talking about and you're like i'm talking to mike we could do this i'm like yeah ask him if he's available so huge shout out to mike (laughs) for for pinch hitting as well because we were uh, at a moment of like what do we do because i was still kind of getting my faculties about me coming back in and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out you know resuming life Mm -hmm. and and so, yeah, big, big thanks to Mike for, for coming in. Travis, having uh, we recorded the interview, of course, peeling back the curtain a little bit uh, a couple of days ago. So after after talking to Mike, what are you most excited for our listeners to kind of um, glean from this particular conversation with Mike? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's tons of opportunity for doing you know advertising in the print on demand space, and I don't think mm-hmm. it's talked about a lot. People usually are talking about right. keywords and and focusing a lot on organic traffic, which yeah, obviously you know organic equals free, and free equals the <laughs> best kind of traffic you could ever yeah. get. Um, but there are some some use cases for advertising and there's a lot of, I mean, you know, all the big companies have a marketing budget for a reason because they can yeah. spend a certain amount and turn sales, um, you know, that are worth more than what they spent. I mean, that's the whole idea. Sure. You try to gain more than you spend. Um, and so I, I think there's a, there's a lot of kind of nuggets in this interview. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you already are doing some advertising, there's right. Um, there, there may be a different platform that you're not familiar with or haven't looked at or whatever. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the, for the listeners to just kind of, you know, get their minds in tune with what are some of those possibilities, whether they yeah. be paid or even potential free advertising avenues that we yeah. talk about towards the end. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think one of the things that I, I look forward to the most for the listener is kind of the ingenuity of the hashtag game day Bernie. And as you listen to the interview towards the end, you'll understand what that is, what that means, why it is a really brilliant marketing uh, scheme Mm -hmm. and how you could potentially employ it for yourself. So uh, with all that said, we will cut the chit chat and get you guys straight to the meat and potatoes of this interview with this week's main event. Another interview with our recurring guest, the only recurring guest so far, Mike Perillo. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the main event. All right, Travis, again, for this episode's main event, we have brought back our only recurring mm-hmm. guest. Alumni. Uh, a recurring, per- an <laughs> alumni, yes, a recurring guest. Uh, first episode back in episode five, I think, when he told us his POD story. Of course, we're talking about Mike Perillo. Mike, thank you so much for subjecting yourself to yet another uh, experience with your favorite podcast professionals here on the POD cast. Welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me. And I guess the same thing. Thanks for putting up with me again. <laughs> I'll try to be I'll try to be professional. You, know, you better so we've be, worked man. through audio issues. We've worked <laughs> through camera positioning issues before we pressed record. So who knows yeah. what this episode will have in store. Uh, but Mike, it's good to have you back. Uh, catch us up a little bit, man. Since the last time we talked, um, you know, you've sold all of your gear. You've sold all of your stuff to someone who we i mean none of us know right it's not like he's here in the room with us you sold all your stuff off so tell us what have you been doing since that time well um i think the last time i was on the cast was in october and we Mm -hmm. did that hr kind of um episode and then i spent uh i spent three months in colorado with travis um you know we got the shop up and running we helped him through like q4 and uh then we uh, we actually went back in January to kind of help do some test printing and figure out, you know, kind of some products that we might be able to get going or help him get going. And uh, then I came home and have been bored ever since <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. I told you. I told um, you. <laughs> no, I mean, so essentially, you know, prior to selling, we were doing design. We were doing the sales portion on Amazon and everything that comes with that, including, you know, ads and customer service and all those things. And then we were also trying to do the printing. And we, you know, it kind of came, it became clear that it was very difficult to do all three. And, and also we were trying to start kind of another um, service, uh, which it 
for the time being is on hold uh, because we, t- of, we uh, talked about that that things. service actually last time you were yeah. on. Mm-hmm. It's the three PL custom, yeah. right? Three PL custom, yeah. Yep. So we it's kind of on hold at the moment. We're kind of waiting for the world to go back to normal, and um, you know maybe one day we'll pick that back up. But in the meantime, what it's given us time is to focus more on doing designs more on um, paying attention to our Amazon accounts and websites and figuring out new ways to um, make more, you know, make more money and, and focus on things that have kind of fell through the cracks. Mm. That was the biggest issue. And, uh, you know, it's given, um, it's given us a lot more headspace too. Like instead of worrying about all three segments, we're only worrying about two. And so we're catching up on things that we've needed to do for several years, but just weren't able to get to. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, largely I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what to do next. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the, I came home. I remember the first time I came home, I kind of was like, okay, so this is, you know, like we, we don't have this facility and a lot of my staff, I mean, I love them and, you know, we've trained, we've got, uh, several VAs and I, I realized I was like, man, a lot of the stuff I used to have to do doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. So it was like, at that point he's like, what do I do now? And it was then it became clear like there was a lot of projects that I needed to catch up on and, and and some tech based stuff that we really hadn't touched in like four years and was getting pretty old, um, and that's kind of that's always been kind of my specialty is the tech side of things and and making things work better through automation and other uh, other things. So it's kind of what I've been up to. You know, it's only you know we're in May right now, so I've been home for about four months, little yeah, you know, a little over four months, and. Uh, yeah, just kind of finding our place and figuring, you know, figuring out what to do next. Yeah, I mean, he's been a big help, you know, with for us. Um, just kind of a resource that uh, he's he's done it for a long time, and so we've been able to kind of pick his brain on certain things, and then also find things that we hated the way he was doing it, and we had to totally change it. But I mean, I think that's yeah, fine. that's that's the thing yeah. when you when you acquire another you know person's operations, you you're going to change something, you know? So it's been, there's been good days and there's been bad days, <laughs> but, uh, I told you, I told for, you, for you were going to get bored. Yeah. I mean, that's just what happens. You, yeah. you, you, you get out <laughs> of the printing game. And I mean, that's exactly what happened to me. I was just, I was bored and, uh, I had an opportunity and, you know, was able to, was able to jump back in. And so it's definitely exciting being on this side of it, you know, and I know you're, you're actually coming out here in a few weeks. Um, and uh, we're going to probably have some more time to work together. You've even talked about maybe even coming out during December, gathering up some of your old crew that loves to, you yeah. know, make coffee mugs and print T-shirts and make boxes <laughs> and uh, come out here and help us, you know, when, when um, you know, we really, really need lots of help in Q4. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I really and, appreciate, and I, I mean, that, you know, your, your success does hinge on my success because, you know, we're printing a lot of things for you. And so there is a synergy that I think, you know, we've been able to kind of at least start to tap into. And I hope, hope to be able to continue to, you know, capitalize on that and, and, you know, do more together and, and in collaboration with, with you and your team. Yeah. And likewise, what I'll say is I was uh, one of the things I was really excited about with, you know, getting you going was to see what you changed, Mm -hmm. things that you didn't like that we did, or maybe that we just kind of got working, but didn't move on. And I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of business, right? Like at some point, you know, at some point, you know, down the line, there's, there may be like a reality check. You like, maybe I'm not the best person to do this specific Mm -hmm. task. 
And that can go any which way. I mean, that can be operations, that can be design, that can be advertising. Um, you know, you just might not be good at it. So I like, yeah, long story short, I was really excited to see what you're, what you were going to do and what you're going to change. And I'm, I'm still excited to see like how you kind of mold this and, you know, you make it even better than yeah. it was. So. Well, um, one of the things that I know you've been working a lot on cause you've had extra time and maybe had kind of, you've been putting it off for a while, um, is PPC pay-per-click advertising. And we kind of wanted to, you know, we want that's kind of the topic of our main event. Um, and cause that's something you've really been digging into specifically on the Amazon side, but we're going to touch on, you know, some other ad- advertising platforms. And then towards the end, even we're going to talk about some things that you can do if you don't really have a budget for advertising and you want to do something or, you know, figure something out. We're going to try to help a little bit with that, but let's jump in, um, to pay-per-click advertising on Amazon. It's, it's, it's called sponsored ads. And there's like three parts of that, I guess. So, uh, Mike, why don't you kind of start and now caveat guys talking about advertising and it can get really (laughs) boring when you start getting ROAS and ACOS and all of these acronyms that, you know, um, but I'm going to try to help Mike explain this to all of us because there's stuff that'll just fly <laughs> over our heads, you know, if, if we don't kind of yeah. dumb it down and, and really kind of go at it um, from an educational standpoint and not just an informational standpoint. Yeah. So essentially in Am- Amazon advertising, there are three different buckets and the, the real difference between the three different buckets that you can advertise under is really where you, that ad shows mm-hmm. up. I mean, that's down to yeah. what it is. And then you we've can all go, seen, we've all typed in, you know, nurse t-shirt, you know, and we've seen the yes. sponsored ads <laughs> at the top of the page. Yes. What, which, which bucket is that? Like, I mean, or could that be in so, multiple buckets? Um, so this, the, the ad that's at the very, very top that looks like a banner is under sponsored brands. Okay. It used to be called headline ads. If there's any old school Amazon people, but it is under the sponsored brands bucket, which is kind of the middle bucket of advertising. Okay. And the the purpose of sponsored brands is to bring awareness to your own brand through several placements that you can do mm-hmm. under there. Um, the one unique thing of sponsored brands is you can actually use uh, video ads mm-hmm. and you can do right. creatives in there as well. So you can not just tell Amazon like, hey, I want to advertise this product here you actually have some say over how it shows up, what's written um, in certain placements for sponsored Mm -hmm. brands. Yeah. One of the things I was able to do um, with one of my Mm -hmm. private label products, I could actually like target a specific, like a competitor's product and actually advertise right underneath their buy box, my product. So before (laughs) they click that yellow buy now button, they would see my product and maybe click that instead and come to my page. That's part of sponsored brands, isn't it? Uh, It's also part of sponsored display. I think the specific placement that you're talking about under the buy box is actually sponsored display. There is another section where it's brands, but essentially you can do what you're talking about. If you've got a competitor that maybe you want to try to... It kind of sounds bad, but take over their detail page so that your products are showing up in multiple places on their coffee mug or T-shirt. You can using Mm -hmm. that, you know, one of each method of those three buckets. Um, You can also do something else pretty cool under similar, which we call brand defense, which is if you have your listing with your coffee mug, you can use those same placements and target your own product 
for say mm. you have a uh, you have a similar mm. mug or uh, you know another mug that's in the same niche, you can have it show up in those placements depending on how you bid. If you can outbid anybody else that might be doing the same thing, but essentially you can create a brand rich um, experience. You know, either on your own page or on your competitor's <laughs> page. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so, that's so awesome. like, if you have a bunch of things in the same niche, you can just advertise them all on each other. You know, your own pages, yeah. so that other people, you know, they can always add bid you, but you know, um, their bid probably or their daily budget would probably run out at some point. So yours could start showing up. And yep. I mean, there's a there's a lot of benefits to to maybe thinking that way. Yeah, and with the um, kind of the I call it the explosion of print on demand. I mean the. If you're not bidding on a top 100 product page to try to get there, you have a pretty good chance of bidding fairly low um, and actually getting that placement. But maybe I don't. Should we kind of go into what bidding and yeah, all sure. that means and what? Yeah, we're like even what is about what is that? yeah? How does how do you set up a sponsored product? Um, you know, for one of your uh, Amazon coffee mugs or T-shirts. Right. So you would use, um, it's, it's an auction system. So imagine I'm, you know, imagine you're selling a product, I'm selling a product and we want to advertise in the same mm-hmm. space. Let's call it our ex competitor. So you're, you know, you may say I'm willing to spend 30 cents on a click for a user and up to $5 a day to try to get that placement. And I say, okay, well, I'm going to spend $10 a day and I'm going to spend 40 cents a click, chances are because I'm willing to bid more per click per person searching that might click my product, I'm going to get that mm-hmm. placement. So it's kind of an auction and, kind and of And you system. might not spend all 40 cents. You, you only spend yeah. what your bid or needs to be to win that particular instance or to win that click, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, correct. From the most straightforward point, the uh, usually default um, – campaigns and ads are setups on something called bid down which means if you bid 40 cents and amazon determines that maybe you travis are only bidding 10 cents they'll let me get in at like 11 right. cents so as long as i'm the highest person i may not be spending that 40 cents i may be only spending mm-hmm. 11 cents and there's so there's a couple of different um you know i i you know full disclosure i have a lot of sponsored ads i have sponsored ads for all of my thousands of products um the way i've set it up is to try to capture some low hanging fruit and not really compete for the high, high value keywords. So like I'll, what I do typically is I'll set every product that I have and, and, um, caveat, we are talking about the seller central side of Amazon, not necessarily the merch side of Amazon. There are some ways that you can advertise your merch, merch, um, products, but, we are specifically talking about um, seller central. You are the seller of record. This isn't a royalty based sale. Um, so that's what we're talking about. Anyway, so I set it up with a very low cost per day or price or um, uh, spend per day, like, you know, five bucks per day um, for the entire ad group. And then I'll put all kinds of products in that ad group at maybe a 10 cent or a 15 cent bid for every product in there. And if it, it hardly ever gets to $5 because I'm, you know, I'm advertising this, you know, funny nurse coffee mug, but funny nurse coffee mug phrase that might cost, you know, 75 cents to win the bid to show up for that search. So what I'm going to get 
since I'm setting these all up at 10 cents, 15 cents a click, I'm going to get funny, funny nurse coffee mug for my cousin's former roommate or something, you know, some weird search term that's yes. super, super long tail <laughs> that no one else is yeah. actually physically targeting. So, um, so that's, that's the difference. Why don't you explain a little bit about like long tail and short tail and that kind of concept too. Right. So short tail would be something like funny shirt or even shirt. Mm -hmm. That's pretty short tail. <laughs> and a good way to look at it is the less words you have in the phrase that you're advertising, the more it's probably going to cost unless you're really niched down. Um, mm. But like you were mentioning, you've, you've put everything into a campaign. Um, you're, I think you're specifically referencing something you call an auto mm -hmm. campaign. An auto campaign is like you put all your products in this thing and you just let Amazon do all the, the, you know, the magic. It figures out where to put your ads based on information that's on your detail page. And then the nice thing, and a lot of people will call this um, a research campaign or a seeding campaign is what you call it. You're, you're going you're gonna to get the results of those ads, and it's, they're going to be able to tell you using reports or even just looking through where your ad showed up based on what a customer searched for. So like you said, if somebody searched for your funny nurse coffee mug, maybe they didn't search for it like that, but they searched for nerf, uh, nurse, nerf, <laughs> nurse. <laughs> coffee mug um for a gift you may show up for that mm -hmm. and uh so that's that's kind of how that works now there's um there's a second type of advertising again this isn't sponsored products so we're the first we're talking about is auto that's like let amazon do everything they want here's the products they want to advertise and they do it all then there's something called manual which you can you can get a little more granular you can figure out what products you specifically want to advertise and what search uh terms or search phrases that you want amazon to show that ad mm -hmm. for and that allows you to get a little more granular so if you only wanted this particular product to show up for funny nurse mug you could set it like that and you would only show up when somebody searched for funny nurse mm -hmm. mug and there's like multiple so is that kind of yeah there's yeah. multiple um ways you could do that there's and there's multiple ways you can set up those um there's phrase match, there's broad match, and there's exact match. So exact match would be right. funny nurse mug. If they don't type those right. words in that, you know, in that exact way, you don't show up. If they do, yeah. you you would you would be entering into that auction. Um, right. And uh, and ex and so yeah. phrase would be like funny nurse mug for you know women or funny nurse mug for a birthday. So you because it had funny nurse mm -hmm. mug. Any part that's added to the after or even before that, um, you uh, would show up yep. for that. And then there's broad. Broad can be super, I mean, literally, it can be right. broad. It, I mean, even yep. though you're thinking you're going to show up for funny nurse mug, you may show up for funny mug. Yeah. It may not even have the word, you know, you could show up for funny mug. You could. Um, generally, that doesn't happen too much. Like Amazon, Amazon wants to sell products. Right. So they have a huge complex algorithm that's going to make sure you're pretty much showing up even in an auto campaign where you should be, or at least somewhere in the ballpark, as long as they understand what your product is. Right. Right. So, so Mike, one thing I want to touch on kind of shifting a little bit, when we talked about sponsored brands, you mentioned um, you can add video. And before we pressed record, yeah. um, you were talking about, about place it, which I think we've mentioned here on the show before as an awesome mm -hmm resource for static and video mock-up stuff like that but also 
you talked about for those that don't want to do that, you can actually use PowerPoint. So tell us a little bit about what you can do to add video to those sponsored brands and the added benefit that that gives you on the listing or on the ad that you're, you're paying for. Right. So, um, Sponsored brands video right now is not widely used because most people can't afford a production company to produce <laughs> mm-hmm. a video and actors and sure. all the stuff that comes with lighting and all the stuff that we hate, like audio. <laughs> you um, mean like the things we were coaching but, you through before we pressed record? <laughs> yeah, it's more like fighting windows. It's more like fighting windows. But the yeah. Issue, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, you mean the issues you're having with your Windows machine? When, when, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so so video is huge right now because. Amazon really wants to push it and their placements are amazing. Like, mm. you know, we're, we're in the print on demand business, so we're not selling something, something that's super popular. Chances are we're, we're niche down to, you know, a nurse right. coffee mug. So if, if <laughs> not you want to target funny gun. nurse coffee, <laughs> yeah, nah, nurse, yes, a funny, nerf, a nerf yeah, coffee a nerf mug. It's just a nerf gun, a nerf gun. Yeah. Hold yeah with yes. It. <laughs> Yeah, a Nerf mug uh, or Nerf gun would be pretty expensive to advertise right. for, but a funny Nerf mug may not be as expensive. But what it is is your your po- uh, competition is probably not doing video for two reasons. One is you know they have the same thing. It's like oh my god, how am I going to make a video for a mm-hmm. coffee mug? Like I can't do that. Well, the answer is you can't. And there's really mm-hmm. there's there's three theoretical ways that you could actually do it. Um, the first one is what you mentioned, placeit.net. Placeit.net yeah. is a huge resource mm-hmm. for us POD people because they've huge. made advertising for T-shirts and apparel and coffee mugs um, amazing. That's in a system where you can literally build video or build um, static images right on it with your design without ever having to worry yeah, about right. an actor. Um, the second thing is PowerPoint. A lot of people have actually gone into PowerPoint, and you can create a kind of like a uh, you know like a, a video out of it. Um, almost like a presentation, but it's like a slideshow. So you can take your mock-ups or take pictures mm-hmm. of your products and put it in here. Uh, you can add some text. There are some, you know, there are some little regulations there, like what Amazon approve or not approve. Um, so that's another way. The third way is you could literally shoot some cell phone video. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's been different kind of opinions on this, but um, a lot of people have, um, from what, my experience and what I've heard from other print-on-demand people is they're actually having some pretty good luck with that. Because people are tired of like this high production, high right. quality, you know, like mm. it, it, it looks sure. real, right? It looks real. Yeah. And it's like, even though it's a, you know, a, a cell phone video, um, even maybe with horrible audio, which it, it actually, the videos play without audio um, enabled. So, you know, it, it may not matter or you can scrub that out. But the, yeah. the biggest advantage is not a lot of people are doing this. Not a lot of people have the ideas of the resources that they can do it. They They would think that, you know, some people may think like, oh, cell phone video is way too unprofessional. But I mean, get something out there because your competition is probably not doing yeah. this. And yeah. the placements are amazing. I mean, on desktop and mobile, video ads literally show up at the top. Like you you type in funny nurse mug and boom, there's a video way above every every other product that's on the page. Right. So and then I think there's a placement. Um, sometimes you'll show up in the third slot. Sometimes you'll show up at the bottom of page two and three. But that first slot, I mean, like I said, not a lot of people are doing it. And if you're niched down, you can get that placement for a low bit. I think I ran one the other day for like, I ran a test one the other day just for this one product. And I put like a 25 cent click on it. And this is just a test. And I sold, I sold one of the products in like, like the first day or two or something like that. And I was like, 
this wow. is my desk. I didn't even get that far into this. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so video's huge. Yeah, video's and that's, huge. And that's in sponsored brands, right? Sponsored okay. brands. Now, yeah, a lot of people, um, I know um, that used to be, or they rolled out sponsored brands only for people in brand registry. And, and you know, I, I'll, I'll let you, wh- why don't you explain to the the people what brand registry is and then the caveat on sponsored brands as it, re- as it relates to to sponsor or to uh, brand registry. Right. So brand registry in its initial form was something they called brand registry 1.0. Um, that was uh, prior to, I, th- I think 2017. And essentially you, you told Amazon like, Hey, I have this brand. Here's my website. Here's a picture of my product with the brand on it. And mm-hmm. you were in now they're up to brand registry 2.0. And with that comes a lot more features, but to get into that program, you need to have a registered or be registering a trademark for your brand. So if your brand is, you know, funny nurse mugs, that's your brand name. That's what you need to register your mark for. And um, you can actually have early access to that that program prior to um, prior to actually getting the trademark approved. But you know, there's some other legal caveats that you wouldn't want to use it for. But long story short, to get access to most of the time to get access to sponsored brands or sponsored display you're going to need brand registry uh, 2.0. Now, there is a caveat. Some older accounts, if you have a prior, probably like 2017 or prior, you might actually have access to brand registry, I'm sorry, uh, to sponsored brands or sponsored display. I don't know why, I don't know how, but (laughs) it does exist without brand registry 2.0 on some older accounts. Yeah. That's helpful. So, and then there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, it's worth probably just, going into the the Amazon advertising, click create a campaign, and then seeing if you have the three buckets. If not, um, you, it'll probably say enroll in brand registry under um, sponsored brands and sponsored display. So Sure. But yeah, sure. you might be able to do it without having brand registry uh, 2.0. Cool. So, But again, that's on the seller central side. On the, you know, on the merch side, you're only going to have access to uh, sponsored products. Right. Yeah, a while back they were doing... Um, a lot of people in the merch community, and forgive me because it's been a lot of years since I've really been active in that community and really kind of focusing on my merch by Amazon accounts. But you could get um, access to Amazon Marketing Services or AMS, and um, we were talking a little bit about it. And I literally logged into an account that I f- had forgotten about, <laughs> it, and it had like I don't know 190 products in there that I think actually. I'd have to look. I think they're actually merch by Amazon shirts <laughs> that I had advertised a long time ago and the, the credit card is expired. So it hasn't been advertising these shirts in quite a long time. Um, so <laughs> it also has some of my private label products and, and different things like that. And um, so there are some other ways to to um, to advertise with Amazon, even if you don't have a seller central account, if you're just a merch by Amazon seller, um, look into AMS. I wish I had more information on it. But like I said, it's been years since I've actually been into that and like actually uh, when I enrolled and got approved and all of that and was actually using that account. Um, but that's another way that Amazon's, you know, kind of the way Amazon works, they allow you to come at these things from different ways. I've also heard from people that yeah. say, um, 
you're not, you can't even get an AMS account anymore. I, I don't know. So if I don't hope I'm not getting anybody's hopes up and then they're dashed upon the rocks when they go actually to find out that they can't. So I apologize <laughs> in advance. Uh, I'm just kind of telling you, you know, like we always do on this podcast, we give you the information as best we know it. And we encourage you to kind of go out and get the answers. So um, let's change yeah. gears and uh, move on to another, another platform. Unless, unless you have anything else to say about Amazon or Josiah, <clears throat> if you have any thoughts on Amazon. No, I, I'm Mike. Anything else on Amazon that you want to you want to say in in regards to the advertising? I, I mean, the only thing I would say is if you do um, if you do go out and you set up you know ads through any of these platforms, uh, look at the reports that Amazon gives you because there's <laughs> a lot point. of very helpful information in there. Yeah, yeah. And, don't just run I mean, the report. Don't just run the ads and never look at the reports. Amazon gives you incredible right. reporting, and you can see what <laughs> yeah, people are yeah. actually clicking and. Uh, and then you can actually literally go to YouTube and find out what – because there's different like things you can do. And like sometimes you'll see an ASIN. Have you ever seen that? You've seen the ASIN as your search term. Um, and it's yes, very confusing. Uh, what does that mean when you see that in your report? So that's, that's – that, that means that your ad showed up on that ASIN's detail page. And they've come a long way and split out um, – you, you can kind of move it into two different buckets. So you can manage um, – keywords mm -hmm. that uh will show your ad and then you can manage if it's going to show up on certain asins or maybe if you're in an auto campaign you want to tell amazon like hey don't put it on this right. product page because it's not relevant and i'm wasting money or don't use this mm -hmm. keyword um that theoretically those reports you would use to figure out things like that like to tell amazon and they have a whole interface for this they call it negative keywording right. and negative targeting so you're like hey you know, like I don't want my funny nurse coffee mug to show up on um, what's something that's completely irrelevant to it. A dog, a <laughs> Nerf gun. Yeah. So please don't show my my nurse coffee mug on a Nerf yeah. gun just because it it sounds and is spelled almost, you know, with the same letters. But <laughs> so that's the point is like that, that was the one point I was going to make is like if you run ads, go, you know, don't just look in there and look at the header and see like, mm -hmm. OK. I sold this much or I, I paid this much and I sold this much. Cool. I'm good. Now dig in because it's, it's meant to be information that you can use to figure out how to fine tune. It's kind of like tuning a car, right? Like you don't want to just let your car run forever and never take it to, you know, get an oil change or anything like that. Ads are the same way. Don't set it and forget it. Go mm -hmm. in there and, and make adjustments and make sure that your, your ads are a fine tuned. Machine. I'll say one more thing about this. Then we can, Josiah, you can move us on, but um, I have a private label product that is a certain color, and it only comes in one color. And um, let's just say it's a, it's a well, let's say it's a coffee tumbler. It, it's not, but it's it's. Let's just say it's a coffee tumbler, and it only comes in white. Well, I downloaded my search, and I'd been advertising for a long time. Auto, I had done some manual testing, and I had I had done some negative keywording. But I ran a report one time, and I saw like all of these clicks, actual clicks for like gold tumbler, gold coffee tumbler, <laughs> you know, gold whatever my product was, and then blue and all of that. So I just went through, and I negative negative keyword negative keyworded <laughs> i put negative keywords on all these colors and you know so people wouldn't if they typed in blue my product wouldn't come up because it, it's not blue and i don't want them to accidentally click you know if they're looking for something that's blue and mine's white or mine's you know whatever color it is so yeah. um right. that's that's a, a great example of how how you would use negative keywords specifically. So for my coffee mugs, most of the coffee, when, when I'm selling a white coffee mug, I negative 
black mug because I don't want anyone right. to to yeah. type that in, you know, and, and come up and it's, right. it's not a black mug. Sure. And, and, and if it comes yeah. up, it's not like I'm going to get charged if it comes up. It's I'm going to get charged if they click. And you'll be surprised right. even on these automatic campaigns, things that you get clicks for. And you're like, that is not that has no relevance. Um, okay. But if you get clicks I mean, and you, not, for yeah. non-relevant, so, sometimes you'll actually get clicks for non-relevant things and you'll get sales. And that's where it gets a little funky because you're like, <laughs> should I negative this? Because I got a sale, but it's not relevant. I don't understand. It's really kind of confusing, or it can be. Yeah, you can get into the weeds there. I mean, like you said, you. I mean, you even relevant keywords like funny mug. Mm. You might end up with like tons of impressions and tons of clicks, and then you're like, okay, I got a sale there. Should I negative it? I mean, it's really up to you. If it's and that's that's those are the metrics that yeah. are in there that you can look at and figure out like okay is this worth it or is it not did i just spend twenty dollars to sell a twenty dollar mug <laughs> like maybe it's not worth it you know <laughs> so yeah. yeah you you just when you do the negativing just be careful because you you can also like negative something that you really actually needed right. and then sure. you know in a month you're like why I, do i not have any sales through ads and you know, maybe right. you negative you accidentally phrase negative the word mug or something <laughs> like that, which would mean you wouldn't show up for anybody that searched anything mug, not funny nurse mug, not anything else. Not even so you need to make mug, sure that if you up. you need to make sure you kind of like read the how tos yeah. and, and and hit YouTube to, sure. to make sure you're not accidentally negativing like an entire like stretch of keywords <laughs> just accidentally. <laughs> sure. Uh, good advice. Uh, let's let's move on a little bit to uh, some other platforms that I know you can both sell on and you can also advertise on. And one of them um, that I've noticed in, in recent years becoming more prominent is Google Shopping. Um, Mike, do you, what's your experience with Google Shopping and how does it differ from Amazon and have you had success in that? Tell us a little bit about what it's like advertising or the PPC equivalent of, of uh, Google Shopping. So Google Shopping is useful if you have your own website with your own designs on it. And essentially, mm-hmm. most times, like if you're using something like Shopify, you can click a little button and set up an, a Google Ads account, and it'll send all your products into Google. And then all you have to do mm-hmm. is set your budget and your bid, similar to what we talked about with Amazon. Um, the one big difference is kind of the audience intent. If people are on Amazon, they're there to buy mm-hmm. something. If they're on sure. Google, there's a chance they're just kind of like browsing around yeah, window and shopping for, yeah. you know, <laughs> w- 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 yeah, window shopping. So uh, essentially, though, it, it, it's kind of the same. You know, you've got a, a daily budget that you can set. You've got clicks that you can set. Um, you can't control much else uh, beyond that besides like negatives and things like that. You're like you're kind of just going to show up where Google wants to put you. Um, they've got a lot of different placements. You know, you might show up under the shopping header or you may show up on some other page somewhere else. Uh, they have a free, they, it's kind of like there's a, they call it like, a, I forget the exact name of it, but there's like a way to do this for free. So you not only show up um, in a paid area, but you can show up in a different area. Uh, my experience with Google Shopping is, like I said, it's it's a lower intent kind of buying group. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are kind of higher in the shopping funnel. Um, they, they're, you know, maybe they don't know what they're looking for. They're just browsing around and you're going to, you, you know, you're going to get impulse buys a lot more on there than anywhere mm. else. So, sure. But for the large part, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Look at the reports, see what you're showing up for negative, uh, exact, the things that, you know, specifically you don't want to show up mm-hmm. for. 
and just kind of let it run and do its thing. That's the simplest way to do Google Shopping advertising. Yeah, I ran it for a little for a little while on a Shopify site I had um, a year ago for Father's Day for because I had some Father's Day products and um, they were print on demand products. And it's 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 funny because actually Mike was fulfilling them from California for me, and uh, <laughs> I, I I told him my how the tables yeah, have turned. I, know. I told him one. I told him ah, this probably won't sell that much. And then we were selling like fifty and sixty a day for a while there. <laughs> Um, but I, <laughs> let's be real. You told me like, man, I might sell like one or two a day. And all of a sudden there's like 60 orders a day rolling in. We're like, what? Like, I gotta be honest. I didn't think you could, I didn't think that would happen. Yeah, it was, I, I was thinking the same. like one or two shirts a day kind of dripping in from, you know, Facebook advertising yeah. and Google advertising. But no, then it was like, yeah, <sighs> it really, it really jumped up. But yeah, so we used Google for a little bit, or a little while. And we used the Google shopping um, and had some success with it, but it wasn't as well. I didn't spend as much on that as I did on our next one that we're going to talk about is Facebook ads. And mm. that's kind of the, you know, everybody's yeah. talking about Facebook ads. Um, used to be back in the day, you could run Facebook ads and sell just about anything anymore. Um, it's, it's a lot harder. You can, you can lose a lot of money on Facebook ads. Um, again, these, you know, you really, so right now I'm actually running a Facebook ad um, to a Father's Day product again, but it's a different product. And I'm actually testing to, to, to target. I'm actually sending people to Etsy, which I would tell everyone on this podcast, that's not a good idea. And the reason I, and, and I'm, you know, I'm breaking my own rule or whatever, but the reason it's not a good idea is because there's so many options on Etsy and 99.999% of them are not my products. <laughs> so they could, I could basically yeah. get somebody all excited about a product, you know, and, oh, this is a really cool idea. I'm going to click this button because I want to see what else they have. And then they, they end up on Etsy and they're like, oh, my gosh, there's so many things here. And they start shopping and they go and they might end up buying, but they didn't buy my thing. I'm, I'm basically giving yeah. Etsy free traffic. So I'm. The reason I'm doing it, because you're like, well, Travis, that sounds stupid. Why are you doing it? <laughs> the reason I'm doing it is because I'm <laughs> betting on the fact that my product is better than what they can find on Etsy. And I've had a couple of ads. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know that that's the case, but I'm it, again, I'm testing something. Um, but Facebook ads. So have you done a lot of Facebook ads, uh, Mike? Is that something that's kind of in your wheelhouse as well? Um, I'm not super into Facebook ads, like, uh, like your AMS story. We did, we did them a while back and then we, we were doing them when it was actually like pretty lucrative. It wasn't too crowded, um, in the space and the, uh, auction mm. and it, you know, for a $20 t-shirt, you know, unless you've got something that's a home run, it's, um, if you're niche down, even then it's kind of hard in, in my opinion for the products that I've sold. Yeah. So I haven't done a lot, but the the Facebook advertising platform is like a plethora of information mm. and ability and all these insane things that you can do to right. target down to, you know, dog moms that love snorkeling <laughs> or something. So it, it's like it's pretty crazy, but it, it is a very robust platform yeah. in, in that context. Yeah, if you can find a specific niche that... Facebook allows you to target and they've taken away a lot of the targeting and abilities. I mean, there used to be yeah. people that would target names of people. So you would be browsing and all of a sudden yeah. it would, you did see a coffee mug that would say, my name is Mike. 
you know, and, and yeah. or my name is Travis. And you're like, Oh my gosh. And you're like, you know, you think Alexa's listening. My name is well, Travis. <laughs> well, Facebook I, I was never, listening. I don't know what you're yeah, talking okay. about. I, you I never, never did do anything like that. Like, no, not with live products. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I might've been one of those guys and then they stopped it. And a few, a few advertisers figured out how to get around it here and there, but largely you cannot target anybody's last name or first name anymore. And it's Mike's fault. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> It's fine. I get into all these things that, (laughs) yeah, let's just say that they have meetings about me at Amazon and Facebook probably (laughs) like this guy did this and this is insane and we didn't know this could happen, but we need to change this now. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) point is they have locked down a lot of those abilities. Um, I I know I went through a big thing to try to be able to advertise for political things and I finally got um, approved, but it took took a lot of time to kind of jump through all their hoops to be able to do anything that was political in there. And so the target, but, but to your point, there is so much data that Facebook has, we can really, really target effectively if we can find a, a product that will kind of fit, you know, you don't want to just do one. If you can, you don't usually want to just do one type of interest on Facebook. You want to try to combine interests so you can really, really, really fine tune that audience that's going to see your product. So it's not just, you know, nurses that are seeing your projects. It's it's nurses that just graduated or know someone who just graduated. And if you can find like an interest or a category that you can target that particular niche, um, you know, and you can drill down to multiple interests and get a smaller audience. You can really have an effective campaign, but it takes a lot. It takes a lot of money, a lot of testing, um, and a lot of time. Lot and, of time. and honestly, yeah. it probably takes your own website. I don't. I would not recommend doing it like I'm doing it with the Etsy thing. And the only reason, I, again, right. the only reason I'm doing <laughs> that is is because I'm testing it. And so far. You know, we'll see. We'll see if it works out for me. It's not a lot of money, and and who knows if I have a home run. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, the platform's gone from kind of an awareness for products to more of like a brand building. So if you've got, you know, that's what Facebook really wants too, is they want you to showcase your brand and your Mm -hmm. products. And that's why they've kind of taken this like mass amount of ad potential and kind of, you know, kind of streamlined it down because that's Mm -hmm. what they want. And they want followers. And, you know, like if you have a a Facebook presence, like you said, and a website, and all those things, you're the target demographic for Facebook advertising. And it helps kind of um, alleviate the cruft that's out there. Like you said, like there was a lot of people targeting all these random things. And Facebook, like generally happens on every platform, is that the users of it get overwhelmed by the stuff and they generally stop even seeing the ads. They quickly scroll back through. So it's become more of a brand loyalty and a brand awareness kind of uh, platform, which is nice. I mean, it's like I, I, I do like the changes that they've made. Uh, definitely. It's not good for a lot of e-commerce people. But as a, you know, as somebody that's on social media, just, you know, seeing what my family and friends are up to. I like it a lot better instead of being bombarded by ads with my name on it or even stuff that's completely <clears throat> irrelevant. Maybe that I had an interest in. Right. Once, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. And another platform that we can briefly touch on, which Travis had mentioned, you know, his Facebook ads are driving the the, the consumers to is is Etsy and Etsy ads. Um, and we can touch on it briefly as we kind of wind down. But what what are your do you have any experience on 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 Etsy with with the ads? I know Neil Lassen, who was our guest a couple episodes ago, and SalesSamurai.io, that software can definitely help 
with uh, Etsy ads. And there's a, a special link in the show notes that will drop for you, everyone listening if you're interested in that resource. But Mike, do you have any um, experience with Etsy and Etsy ads? Just as we kind of briefly touch on I'm actually the, that the black sheep. I, I don't sell on Etsy. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Wow. Crazy, huh? I, yeah. Sorry. Oh my God. I just disappointed everybody on this podcast. And yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll track the listenership up until 41 minutes and 48 seconds and just watch it. <laughs> I probably should have mentioned that earlier, but yeah, it, it's a platform I haven't um, done much with. Uh, from what I've heard is that uh, like a lot of platforms, the advertising part of it is, you know, it, it it in its early infancy was very good, and then it's kind of become a little more crowded. Yeah. Um, are either mm-hmm. of you guys doing Etsy ads? Or? Yeah, we do some. Um, what Etsy had a, I don't know, an update about a year ago when they they used to just have it was like Etsy Etsy sponsored products or Etsy, it had a different name. And um, and what they would do is they would use your entire budget um, on people that came to Etsy. And then they would use their budget, like extra dollars, advertising on Google Shopping and these other places. They would use their own dollars to try to get pe- traffic in, and then they would okay. use oh, then right. they would use our you know sellers' yeah. dollars to advertise on site. Once we were once they captured the buyer, brought them to the site. Yeah. Etsy ads basically, you know, basically Etsy said, well, why are we spending our money? all these sellers want to, <laughs> they're giving us all this money for advertising. Let's spend their money. And so they actually allocate a certain number yeah. of our dollars or our advertising dollars to utilize in the, in the off Etsy searches and the off Etsy advertising, which really stinks. And a lot of people really got upset that we're spending <laughs> a lot of money on Etsy and having a lot of success with their, their first iteration of advertising. Um, I think they've rolled some of that back, but I don't think it's still not as good as what it was. Um, but to, you know, to be clear, I do have some success with Etsy ads and I do make sales and I do spend, you know, a little bit of money. They just, they don't have the, it's not feature rich at all. It's basically, do you want to advertise this or not? And you're, it's basically like an auto campaign that you can't run reports on and can't negative anything. And you just have to trust that Etsy <laughs> is going to advertise it in the best possible light. Um, so it doesn't really instill a lot of confidence. And now the results used to before they made that change. But so that's kind of my experience. I don't know, Josiah, have you had uh, much experience with Etsy ads? We sell a lot on, on Etsy, but we haven't really ventured into the Etsy ad space quite yet. I know Madeline was talking about that uh, just a couple of days ago. Um, interested in seeing how that could affect or how that mm-hmm. could enhance her sales because she's starting to pick up some volume and she's just kind of wondering what that would look like. So, um, but yeah, that that's my limited experience with, with Etsy. But the thing with all these these platforms, you know, t- some of it takes most of it takes a budget. Most of it takes um, mm-hmm. some money that you have to be willing to spend. But there is um, some free ideas out there for marketing that you don't have to pay for, um, and we'll we'll touch on these uh, briefly as well. Uh, one of the ways you can do it is through Instagram. So, Mike, before we pressed record. We noticed that it looks like you have a framed picture of Freddie Mercury playing to Wembley Stadium behind you, <laughs> and we thought you were just an avid Queen fan. But then we discovered 
that there's actually more to that story. So tell us a little bit about what is, is behind you and how that works into what we're talking about for free marketing ideas using social media platforms. Yeah, I don't know. Should I try to show this thing? Do you think that would work? It's up to you, man. Sure. I'm kind of afraid. To... Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. you know, Let me see if you can there see you go. It. Yeah. It's kind of a light. Yeah. If it sucks, we'll so, just edit it all out. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> that is actually, this is actually a bobblehead, and I am at a baseball game. So I've got a uh, a local brand here in California. It's, um, it's kind of a, a fan-based sports thing for the local sports teams that are here. And what we did when we were trying to get um, trying to get people to realize we were there is we, we came up with this idea with this bobblehead. Um, and this was free, essentially, except for some time. You know, you put your price on whatever you value your time at. But long story short, we took this bobblehead and we personified him. And we took uh, a picture a day. Um, in various places around the city of Oakland, which is very culture rich. And there's a lot of landmarks that residents mm-hmm. here know and they're very familiar with. And so we would take this bobblehead and we would say like, oh, game day Bernie is at the Mormon temple today. And you know, like a nice picture of them. You know, maybe we'd throw some props in there like a baseball or a glove. And we'd post that to Instagram. And we did that every day right before the A's started their game. And we said, you know, game day Bernie number 151 or whatever we were at. There's 162 games. So it was a lot of content. But it it, it brought a lot of awareness to us. We You know, we used the typical. We used a lot of hashtags for, you know, the sports mm-hmm. teams. And, you know, we made sure that when we started, hashtag game day Bernie wasn't really being used cool. by anybody else. Um but it did get pretty big. I mean, we were doing this mostly out of Oakland. And, um, you know, I traveled to Anaheim one time to go to the Angels game there. I brought game day Bernie, and we were actually setting a shot up in the um, in the stadium there in enemy territory in the Angels stadium. And these people walked up to us, and they're like, hey, are you, are you guys the game day Bernie people? And we're like, um, maybe. You know, <laughs> like we were scared because we didn't. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, oh, we follow you on Instagram. It's so awesome. We love the idea. And we're like, Oh, oh, okay. You know who? Okay, you know who we are. And they they were originally from like Seattle, so they weren't even from the Oakland area. They were just like Oakland fans. So it's kind of funny and interesting to see how like far reaching even something as simple as that can be. And I mean, we didn't literally go out every single day and take a picture sure. in Oakland because we live I, I, we live about thirty or we lived and worked about thirty miles, so we do it in batches. You know, like I think we went out maybe four or five days total over the entire season, and we would we would get multiple mm-hmm. shots and go to different places. Um, point being though, is it, it didn't cost us anything more than maybe like a sandwich and getting out there in a little bit of time. Um, we did, you know, we did a lot of the shots with like a, a decent camera, but some of them were like cell phones, mm-hmm. um, cell phone shots. And mm-hmm. there was like hardly any post editing. Like we just did, did it raw. Um, so that was one example of how we brought kind of, um, you know, brought content to build up a following on Instagram in such a small niche down market. I mean, Oakland's a pretty small market. Um, So yeah, it was, it was largely successful. And I mean, it created content for every single day. So we were able to post something unique, which is really hard to do a lot of times at the brand um, every single Mm. day. So it was like, even though, um, you know, even though we were like out there every day, the content was different enough that people actually drew an interest to it. Um, I can't take credit for the the whole idea. Like a buddy of mine was doing something mm-hmm. like this with Star Wars characters just for fun. 
but <laughs> it, you know, he actually ended up being the one that helped me go out and take a lot of the pictures too. He's a photographer. So it was pretty cool. And it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun to do just sure. like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. that's, yeah. that's a cool way to, I mean, to obviously to, like you say, build awareness, but like build a brand, build a following. If people like the right. A's or like, you know, like Oakland or like, you know, whatever, um, those hashtags are, I mean, people are searching hashtags all the time and, and, you know, just to be able to kind of build that page, you can also kind of do that. You could combine that with a Facebook page or a Facebook group, you know, post those same pictures in the Facebook and Instagram at the same time, start building that. Yeah, We, we did actually uh, cross post mm -hmm. to our own Facebook page, but then we were in several Oakland athletics Facebook groups. So that picture ended up in there yeah. every day. Uh, word of caution though, make sure that if you're in a group, you have the permission or somebody's okay with you doing that. Like, you know, you don't want to just go into like a, a knitting group and start like putting up posts about advertising, You'd probably get in trouble with the admin. Sure. But, yeah, we had permission to do that. And I mean, like you said, it, it it stretched farther than even just Oakland A's fans. I mean, Oakland fans, like people that, you know, the landmarks we were hitting, like people were finding those and be like, oh, that's so cool. You know, you're at the gold fire hydrant that's on XYZ Street. And we're like, yeah, you know, and it's like, I don't even like baseball, but this is the coolest shot. And I don't know, <laughs> people love the idea. It was crazy. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I know another, you know, another social media platform that we can touch on real quick is TikTok um, to market your products. Uh, I work with a, a handful of, of TikTok influencers when we produce their merch. And the only way they advertise those T-shirts is putting them in their wearing them when they're doing their TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you, you have a good following. You've amassed a good group of people that, you, that, that are watching and following your content and you wear a T-shirt. Um, that's marketing and you don't even have to necessarily push it, but if it's just on you, if it's on the people in your video, um, TikTok has a lot of power. And I know there's some TikTok advertising that they have for businesses, which I have not really delved into yet. I don't know if either of you, um, are familiar with it, but I know that TikTok uh, is a, is a very, uh, effective way to market what you're trying to push mm -hmm. and it doesn't cost you anything again, but, but your time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting platform because really the the cycle of life with these things is like a platform comes out, people join it, it starts to gain popularity, and then it gets mobbed by advertising, and then <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely some everybody pivots to another right. platform, whatever it isn't so overbearing. But TikTok's still pretty in, much in its infancy that you can advertise to people on there sometimes without them really knowing that they're being advertised too. Like you said, you know, like they're organic content is them wearing a t-shirt in their video right and i mean you know the, the point being is is like if you can get content somewhere like do it you know like if it doesn't cost you a ton of money and you can get things out there you will eventually get going enough that people will organically find you <clears throat> cool <clears throat> that's awesome yeah, yeah it's good to know last one um, would be would be pinterest and i don't think either of us have any information on that other than that would probably be a really good place to to advertise yeah. demand products. <laughs> it it yeah, actually no it, organically yeah. you yeah. Can, yeah organically you can post there and you can set the uh, products up to do link directly back to the product page on your website yeah. or I think you can drive to an Amazon detail page but yeah I yeah. think you can you can if you have a website drive yeah, to your you website. can drive to, to Etsy <laughs> I know a lot of people do it to Etsy um, you know you don't necessarily yeah. have to have um, you know your own website to do to do any of True. this stuff, really. I mean, obviously, if you're going to do, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all of that stuff, and you can, 
you can afford the $29 a month that you need to have a Shopify store and not pay Amazon <laughs> that 15% and Etsy that whatever 8% or whatever they, you know, whatever the flavor of the month is for them. Um, and give your buyers all those other options and you're bringing them back to the yeah. single point of sale. You can also have the ability to potentially do email marketing to them. Um, you know, I know, I know we talked about these being free ideas, but you know, <laughs> um, if, if you can, if you already have a site, this is, you can do some things to drive traffic because you have to drive traffic one way or the other, but you don't have to necessarily yeah. spend money to do that. You can use some of these free ideas and, um, I'm sure we'll talk, we're, we're going to have do. other people on, we're going to talk about more, um, marketing ideas that are maybe outside of the, outside of the box. I love that way to build your page with a picture a day. Um, that's, that's freaking yeah. genius. It's a lot of work, like you said, but if you commit to it, you get it done. Um, you could really build yeah. something valuable, you know? It was a great idea. Yeah, it was a great idea. I mean, there, yeah, in terms of free, there's tons of ways that you can drive traffic. I mean, I was just sitting here thinking like a blog, you know, if you have a product where you can probably write something and then point people to even your Amazon listing or your Etsy listing, you're essentially, you're getting those people lower in the purchase funnel. So their intent to purchase is higher. And if they go to that Amazon page or that Etsy page from that blog post, you're literally telling those two platforms or actually you're, you're, you're telling those platforms like, Hey, there's other people outside mm -hmm. of Amazon that are interested in my product. And you may actually see a boost in where your product shows up when people search yeah. for it. So there's a whole, like a whole technique out there for, um, offsite advertising pointing to Amazon with the purpose of getting your products to rank higher. Yeah. And there's techniques that we won't go into because they're extremely complex, but just know that, you know, that if you don't have a website, there is somewhat of a purpose of driving traffic to your Amazon or Etsy listing. You just might want to try to do it more at a, uh, you know, at a lower cost level without actually paying for advertising offsite to drive to the platform. Cause then you're kind of double paying, you're paying Amazon right. fees and you're paying for advertising from somewhere else like Facebook. So if you can do organic things like we've been discussing and still drive those to your Amazon detail page or, you know, however you want to do that, you, there is a purpose mm -hmm. to it and you might actually see some yeah. benefit from it in the long run. Awesome. Well, Mike, thank you so much again for, uh, for taking time to join us once more to talk about PPC. I, I know that it will be beneficial for those listening. And if anyone has any questions, of course you can follow up with Travis and I, and we'll get the question to Mike. You can reach out to Mike. As he's well, in our he's in our we'll Facebook group too. With you guys, he is. Yeah. You can just tag yeah. him. Just tag him on the Facebook group. <laughs> so and be like Mike and uh, join the Facebook group. That phrase is probably copyrighted, and I can't say it on air. So we'll edit that out. <laughs> but uh, follow in the habit of Mike and join the Facebook group or something similar. So again, Mike, thank you so much, and we will. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you again here. Uh, Lord knows you're our only recurring character and we're, we're happy about it. So, uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again, but thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks guys. Really appreciate it. Had a great time. Well, there you have it folks. Uh, Mike Perillo again on the show. Didn't we talk about once naming just a recurring segment with him, like conversations or POD chat with uncle Mike or something like that. Uncle like Mike. Some, yeah. Uncle Mike. Yes. I remember this. So. Thank you, Uncle Mike, you. who you probably hate your nickname now that you're listening to the end of the episode, but it's too late and we're going to stick with it and we'll get you a shirt. Uncle Mike, thank you for coming on to the show <laughs> and uh, talking about PPC. Um, Travis, any, any last minute thoughts in regards to Mike's interview? Oh, man, there's so much, you know, stuff you can 
you can really learn about advertising and we really just hit the tip of the iceberg on this stuff. And yeah. I mean, you know, to be, to be hundred percent honest, I only know a very tip of the iceberg, you know, sure. part of not, you know, knowledge base right. for this stuff. And, and I, I bet you, if we talk to Mike even more, he would probably admit that he, he feels like he has a lot to learn as well. I just know oh, yeah. like since, you know, as we talked about in the universe, since, since we took over his printing side of his business, he's really, had opportunities to spend more time with stuff like that. And, and yeah. even in the last month or two, um, you know, it seems like every time I contact him, he's talking about, um, you know, how he's trying to implement or test some new strategy for, you know, sure. print on demand advertising. And he's even doing, he's even doing some testing. Actually, I was just talking to him today and he was, he's doing some testing for, to see how custom listings rank in comparison to regular listings for the similar keywords and sure. using sponsored ads and trying to, you know, and just, he's, he's really yeah. um, kind of in his element with the testing. And I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we could have him on again. And after he gets some, you know, some more knowledge, maybe we'll talk about custom listings on, on Amazon yeah. and things yeah, like that. And so, so even though there's not like, you know, not everybody's selling, not everybody's listening is selling on Amazon. Not everybody's listening is selling on Etsy. You know, not sure. everybody that's listening has the ability to advertise their merch by Amazon and stuff. I, I still hope that there's enough that we kind of covered enough things that there's something yeah. for everyone, even if just yeah. figuring out Pinterest, you know, cause you can sure. put a link to anything pretty much on Pinterest. And so yeah. that's, and that's a freebie. So, I mean, there's something a little, you know, that, that's, that's what I hope people took away from this, um, from this episode. Yeah. I don't know. Was there anything, I, I love the game day Bernie thing. I know you mentioned that at the opening. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. was there anything else that like kind of stood out for you? No, I mean, really for me, it was ed educational in total because I don't know. I probably know less than you do and certainly less than Mike does. Be, but well, I'm me, sure when it you comes know to, less than me. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, a given, that's, Josiah. I, I'm here just for the, <laughs> the fodder and Travis <laughs> provides the sustenance <laughs> and the knowledge. Um, no, but so for me, like Amazon PPC, all this kind of stuff, can to me, not knowing as much or knowing as little as I do, it does seem to be very overwhelming and kind of daunting. So this was nice to hear mm -hmm. Mike kind of approach it from a layman term, like this is basically what it is and what you're looking for and this is how you can implement it and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And because I love social media and because I love content creation, uh, the game day Bernie thing resonated with me really well for I'm thinking like, yeah, how what, what is something that I can do like that to just take to different places and, you know, you know, grow a brand. My, my brother-in-law, who was who who's recently just beaten – uh, skin cancer was given a frog uh, his by one of his kids or his wife as a gift. And he's been posting pictures of that frog in random locations around the town he lives in. And I told him, mm -hmm. I said, you need to start a WTF channel and just call it Where's the Frog and have people follow the frog and like have them have merch <laughs> around, you know, grow a brand because he gets these people that are always trying to guess where the frog is. So that mm -hmm. sparked my idea when he talked about game day Bernie. Yeah. So I love, I just love the outside of the box approach to that one. And uh, we could have Mike on again, because like you said, he seems to be always accruing and kind of just soaking up knowledge yeah. every time we, we talk and, and he geeks out about and full it. disclosure. We probably will have him back on again because yeah. there'll be a week that we're like, what are we talking about? And we'll go, well, let's Mike. just get Mike. <laughs> just have the Mike signal, uh, the uncle Mike light signal that will shine in the sky and, Hopefully you like can see it from California. Too. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, overall, man, great episode, great interview. And if you guys have questions, if you out, th if you're out there and you know 
something about advertising that maybe we missed or maybe we don't know about, that is what the mm-hmm. Facebook group for Facebook group is for printondemandcast.com yeah. slash Facebook. Please let us know if we miss something. Start a conversation. We want to hear from you guys uh, and be able to kind of grow our knowledge. And of course, the point of the Facebook group is to grow a community that can help one another and it gets lets us engage with you guys as well. So again, printondemandcast.com slash Facebook. Please go join the group, join the conversation. You can also go to printondemandcast.com for the archive of the episodes, more information about the show. You can also find us on every major podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, any other er, uh, podcast platforms that are out there, we're, we're going to be there. Um, and so, um, and of course, if you're on if you're on iTunes and that's your preferred preferred method, please leave us a review and a five star mm-hmm. rating uh, for the dad jokes and the knowledge and Uncle Uncle Mike. Just leave one on this episode for Uncle Mike because he he pinch hit for us yeah. this time. So we're really really appreciative. So, um, without Travis, anything else before we wrap this up? Put a bow on it. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I, I, I will say, I guess I will say one more thing. Um, if you yeah. are in the Facebook group and you see somebody post, go ahead and answer them. Even if you don't think you know a sure. whole lot, go ahead and yeah. just, you know, take a shot. No one's going to jump, jump down your throat for, you know, giving yeah. a, a half answer or anything like that. Go ahead and right. get, share your knowledge. That's, that's part of the whole building community thing. Just want to yeah. encourage our listeners to, to, to take a more active role uh, in that group and also invite others. Uh, want to grow the group, want to have more knowledgeable yeah. people in there. Perhaps there's some people in there already that, you know, maybe we want to get on the show. If you know somebody that, you know, that needs to be interviewed, even if they're, if they're in our group, great. If they're not in our group, maybe invite them and tag them or something like that. Yeah. We'd love to, um, you know, even if we just use them for uh, a point of interest segment or something like that. Sure. So let's start utilizing that Facebook group um, in new ways and uh, participating more. So we just want yeah. to throw that out there and see what happens. 100% agree with you, Travis. Please uh, take Travis's advice and just engage. Uh, we want you to. Even if you don't see one of us mm-hmm. engaging or we haven't answered, go ahead and answer the question. It's for you as well to share your knowledge, not just for for us. So uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for joining us again this week. For Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week. Okay, I'm going to switch ear pods because this is now dead. <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to happen. I was actually going to suggest that you <laughs> switch ear pods. Yeah, because like right as we were fi- finishing, it was like, do, 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 like the little <laughs> notification. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh,